Hi guys, I am surprised I'm going live and I wanted to come on and share with you some of the frequently asked questions and the myths about emotion coaching our kids and emotional intelligence. So here I am live in the Facebook group on The Simple Squad. I'm gonna share this on the podcast later. So I wanna let those listeners know that this is where it's coming from. And I wanna bust some of the myths we have. And I know these are myths that I have struggled with as well when it comes to walking our kids through their emotions and having emotions ourselves. So the first thing I wanna do is tell you what emotional intelligence means. And if you haven't been listening, or maybe you still wanna wrap your head around it, this will help. It's defined as the ability to monitor one's own feelings and others' feelings and emotions, to discriminate among them, and to use this information to guide one's thinking and actions. I read that, <laughs> I didn't memorize it. So basically, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling it? How it impacts you and how to manage all of that within yourself and like your your people, your people around you. And emotion coaching is another term I've been using a lot, and that is a term developed by John Gottman, and it is a way to communicate and walk our kids through their big emotions, their stress responses, so that they can self-regulate, that they can problem solve, and that they can learn to manage their emotions and change their behaviors. So years ago, I read the book by John Gottman, Raising an Emotionally Intelligent Child, and I've been doing emotion coaching since then. In that book, it talks about the different types of parents and how we can dismiss our kids' emotions and distract them from it, how we can punish them or how we can just ignore them. And it offers emotion coaching as the ideal way to address emotions within our kids and really like problems within our kids. So I have three kids and they have all sorts of feelings and all sorts of relationships to feelings and feelings about feelings. And I have feelings about their feelings about their feelings. And I used to just want everyone to be happy all the time. I would take it personally when my kids were mad at me. I would have like this real like danger signal go off in me if they were mad at each other and having sibling drama. And I really wasn't aware for most of my life really how my emotions were spiraling and how I was spiraling in them and making other people responsible for them and often making hard things even harder. <laughs> so I'm very passionate about emotion coaching because I have seen it work on my kids. I feel closer to my kids. I don't feel intimidated by them being sad or furious or bored, like whatever. I just want this home to be a place where we learn it, where we make mistakes and that this is safe. Like. Um, <laughs> emotions are safe here. It feels so like la la la, like up in the trust tree to say, but but really like we've just learned so much about emotions and validating them over the years. So if you are coming on live, feel free to throw anything in the comments. I'll be checking them regularly. So I want to give you some myths. I want to help you bust some myths, some frequently asked questions. Why do emotions even matter? Like think about that. Why do they even matter? They matter because everything you do or don't do in your life is motivated by how you feel now and how you want to feel. They are the drivers of the bus that is our life. So if we want to take control of the steering wheel and direct the bus to where we want it to go, we need emotional awareness and emotional management. And consider how what you're doing to your emotions. How are you aware of your emotions? Do you know what you are feeling in a given day? Do you know why you feel that? Do you see how it makes you act? 
do you feel like you have control over it or do you feel like your feelings really control you? And when we have awareness that oh, we're feeling negative, what's our first response? Well, often our first response is we're gonna look for evidence that why we're feeling this way is necessary. Like, I feel stressed, so my life must be stressful. I'm gonna find proof for that. I feel resentful, so I must be a victim. This is called emotional reasoning. It doesn't make our lives better, even though it was designed to. It's our brain using the wisdom of our body, what our body feels, to be more alert and looking for the danger and the problems to keep us safe against it. And we just kind of run off with our emotions, so to speak. We jump in the car and we let them drive. <laughs> Another response we can have, especially if this is a repeat emotion, that we don't like feeling is we're gonna shove it away, resist it. And this is compared to holding a beach ball underwater and just holding it down. It isn't sustainable. That emotion's gonna keep coming up. And a third thing we can do is ignore it. Like if I deny this part of me, then I don't have to deal with it. So I will numb it out with things like social media or food or drink or just distraction and keeping busy. And all of these approaches are just natural coping responses. But none of them actually make us feel more empowered to deal with our emotions. So it kind of keeps us scared of them and timid about them. It doesn't give us the practice to feel capable, to feel like we're handling them. And none of them help us really reframe emotions as a natural human experience that can help us. It just keeps us in the stigma that emotions are unacceptable and unhealthy. And something's wrong with us if we're feeling them, right? Here's another great question. If I pay attention to their emotions, we can't have fun anymore because now we're busy working through these upset emotions. And there's this is just so natural, right? Like we just want to rush through the emotion, but we're, like I said, those three ways that we're trying to rush through them, they're not helping us. But when we can emotion coach through them, when we can process our emotions, we move them, we move through them even faster. And it's really a myth that this work has to be heavy and hard and that it's going to be like, jumping into quicksand and it's just going to drag you down it. That's actually a, a myth that when we do the work of facing our emotions, they, they like swallow us up. Another one that I think is so common, if I give my kids empathy, they're going to think their misbehavior is okay. And empathy validates your kid's inner experience, their emotional experience, but emotion coaching still holds limits and holds kids accountable. Empathy actually helps us diffuse that big response our kids are in so that they can get calmer faster and we can start working on the problem. Really, in my experience, nothing has gotten my kids calmer faster than me simply validating their experience. Like, oh, you're really mad. You wanted to take your ukulele to school. And he'll say, yes, I did. <laughs> That's why I'm crying. That's why I'm angry. Here's another one that I really love. I don't have time for more parenting tools in my life. And I have, I've totally been there. I was sharing recently that my oldest was in speech therapy when he was about three years old. I had a two-year-old and a baby at home and um, the speech path was amazing, but she would give us a lot of exercises and a lot of work to do and kind of encourage us like 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. And at that time, it was just not 
it was not happening. Like, what were we even eating? Toast? Like, I don't know. I don't have time for this. So I totally understand that it can feel overwhelming when someone's like, here's the eight steps to walk your kids through every day, every time. And I don't want to offer emotion coaching to you as something that is just another thing to do. But I do want to offer this information as a way that you can start approaching your kids. Like, it's going to change your approach to how you look at emotions in yourself and how you look at emotions in your kids. And it's just going to change your approach how you have these conversations in your daily life with your kids. Another question, when they have done something wrong, they should be punished. No need for this emotion stuff. Not really a question. Okay, so when we only focus on behavior, we fail to address the reason the behavior occurred. What are the thoughts and the feelings and the motivation? What, are the, what is the behavior telling us? So of course the behavior matters and it needs to be addressed, but we need to solve the problem and not just manage the symptoms. And when we do the work of teaching our kids to start to pay attention to these things, because what they did, they did that for a reason. What are they? What's their reason underneath that? They just gain so much more leverage out of taking responsibility for their own emotions, managing them, and practicing healthier ways to solve their problems. A, another myth, I was never raised to consider my emotions and I turned out fine. And there's a lot of parenting strategies that our parents did that worked, right? And when I say they worked, what I mean is they helped us to comply. They made us obedient. They caused us to act accordingly. Usually it was out of fear, right? And it just makes sense that we turn to the same things that actually worked for our parents, even if um, maybe they were fear-based or shame-based. But we've learned recently, like over the decades, that our emotional life is foundational to our quality of life. When we have emotional intelligence, our lives are better. We have better relationships. We have better conflict resolution. We are more self-motivated. We can develop a growth mindset. We have more resilience. Because emotions are the driver, they're the motivator of all the actions we're taking in our life. So if we want to be taking more meaningful, positive actions, then we need to have the skills of emotional intelligence. And I just really love this saying. I don't know who said it. When we can get better at feeling, then we can truly feel better. So these are some of the myths and the frequently asked questions. If you guys are interested in Emotions on Purpose, the workshop, I want to let you know the doors are closing tomorrow. So if you're interested, sitting on the fence, I hope that you'll sign up. I want to see you there. I want to support you there. I want to coach you there. We're going to have fun and we're going to learn a lot. And it's going to be the first part is emotional intelligence for moms because I want you to be able to turn off that autopilot stress response. And I also want to give you the steps to emotion coach your kids without it being overwhelming. So I love to do these workshops live because it's kind of like doing a course and but doing it all in one morning because we know that we never finish courses. So we are going to do the trainings, we're gonna do the workshops together and we're gonna do it all live in real time. And I'm gonna answer your questions, I'm gonna coach you. I don't know if you've ever been to a webinar that was pre-recorded or one that you were throwing in questions and it, the chat box was just too full, your question wasn't answered. But sometimes it just brings more questions than answers, right? So I want to answer your questions. I want to coach you through how to apply this to your actual life because I want these great outcomes for you. I want these outcomes for you that I've experienced in my own life. All right, friends, happy Monday. I'm so glad you joined me here. I'm gonna go back and if you throw in any comments there, I'm gonna answer them. And if you have questions about the Emotions on Purpose workshop, you know where to find me, just send me a message. Have a good one.